are your tabernacle glory to the Lord on high God of wonders beyond our galaxy you are holy holy the universe declares your majesty you are
strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I see. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all in Jesus, Lamb of God, Word. 
When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to breathe something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song for a song. In is not what you have required. You search much deeper within, through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to
Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I love hearing everyone chatter and talking and fellowshipping this morning. I'm so glad that everyone, you took uh, time out of your busy schedules to worship together um, this morning. Um, it's just so amazing to be in the house of God this morning. You guys braved the cold and the, the rain today. I'm so glad everyone's here. Um, there's a couple um, quick things I want to highlight um, in your bulletin. If you haven't gotten a bulletin, they're out in the vestibule. Either someone will have them in their hand or it'll be right on the um, table right outside the door on your right. Um, also, I want to thank you guys so much for supporting the youth on their uh, winter retreat in the luminaries. Thank you, Lori, for um, doing that for us and heading that up for us. The t- teenagers had a great time. It was an amazing time. Thank you guys for supporting us um, in that. Um, and in your bulletin, it's been there for a couple weeks, um, today at 4.30 there will be a family ministry um, team meeting. Also, if you're interested in doing uh, VBS this summer, we'll be talking about that today during that meeting. So um, come on out, 4.30 in the youth building for that. Um, also, a reminder that uh, Teen Kids restarts today at 6 in the chapel. That's for um, anybody under the age of um, in 5th grade. Um, it's going to be great. Um, also, I was um, made aware that our super seniors announcement in our bulletin. Um, there's a little bit of a correction that needs to be made. Um, in your bulletin, it says that they're supposed to be meeting tomorrow at 1130, but it's not till next Monday, the 16th, they are supposed to be um, meeting. Um, so there's a, a, a lot of awesome announcements in here that you guys are need to be aware of, so make sure you get a bulletin, make sure you are reading it. Um, this is where we do a, primarily all of our communication in, um, so get a bulletin, read it, love it, um, so we can do ministry together. Um, thank you all. Let's pray. Um, Dear Father God, we just thank you for this day that you have given us. 
We just thank you for this ability to worship together as a gathered people, Lord. Um, Thank you for another amazing day, um, Lord. Just today, as we go into this time of worship, just open our hearts to declare your name, Lord. To give you the praise that you are due and get our hearts ready to worship and hear from your word, Lord. Lord, thank you. And uh, I want to pray for these guys that are getting um, ordained as deacons today. And Lord, just be with us as we're doing communion today. Um, The two amazing things that we get to do as a church that we see nowhere else. Um, let our hearts be ready for those things as well. So, in name, I pray. Amen. Well, let's stand together and start our time together by singing praise. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be
This morning is a very unique and special day in the life of our church and in the life of uh, three of our young men who today will be ordained as uh, a deacon in our church. And what a uh, special calling that is on the life of these men. Uh, What a special calling it is on the life of every man who is called to serve in that capacity. And we know that many of you in this room have had the opportunity and the privilege to serve in that capacity, whether here in this church or maybe at a, another church somewhere along the way. And you understand the, the, the importance and the weight of, uh, of what it means to serve as a deacon. This morning, uh, before we begin our time of ordination and the laying on of hands uh, for our three new deacons, I want to take just a moment to share with you uh, some scripture concerning the qualifications of a deacon because uh, these qualifications is what uh, is used as a guideline, a standard, if you will, of determining uh, the men that we select and call to serve in this office of deacon. I want to read uh, from Acts chapter 6. Uh, this is, while the word deacon is not actually used in this passage of Scripture, uh, it is very commonly uh, accepted and believed that this, uh, what we're about to read, is where the office of deacon originates. Uh, in, in Acts chapter 6, the church is brand new. Uh, the New Testament church has just been birthed. The Holy Spirit of God has come upon the day of Pentecost and has uh, anointed the believers that are there in Jerusalem. They, in return, began to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we know that there was a great revival that broke out in the city of Jerusalem. And the Bible tells us that people were coming to the Lord by, uh, day by day. And in instances, they were coming in thousands. And other instances, they were coming each day to faith and knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ. So as the church began to grow and as more believers were found there in Jerusalem, we find the, the beginning of what it is that we know today Uh, as the office of deacon. Here's what the Bible says in Acts chapter 6. Now at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Therefore, brethren... Select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. 
This statement found approval with the whole congregation, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Permanius, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, and they brought, and they were brought before the apostles. And after praying, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God kept on spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. The beginning of the office of deacon. In this initial uh, calling for these men to be chosen, I, I, want us to, I want you to understand that they were to be men of a particular character. That it wasn't that these were the only men who were qualified to serve among all of these men in this congregation. It doesn't mean that they were the only ones that carried these qualifications. But what it does mean is that as the congregation, as the group of people were looking among themselves, there were certain uh, aspects of character that they were looking for. And in verse 3, it tells us what those are. And, and primarily, it was three things. One, that they were of good reputation. In other words, that they had a good name. That when people thought of them, when their name came up in a conversation, it was in a positive way. People looked to these men as being men of, of reputation that carried themselves and, and their name was very well respected among the people. And, and you know, that's hard to do. I'm, I'm just being honest with you because let's just face it, no matter how nice you may be, there's someone who doesn't like you. Have you found that out to be true? I mean, you can find the nicest person who ever stepped foot on the planet, somebody I have a problem with them. In fact, their problem may be they're too nice. And that could be a problem as well. But these men had good reputation. The three men that will be presented to you this morning uh, and, and to be ordained as deacons in our church are men who have a good reputation. When their names are mentioned in conversation, it is in a positive way. It's in a, it's in a way that, that honors their name. You know, when I was a, a younger man, uh, one of the things that my, my dad made very clear to me, especially being a junior, is that uh, you protect your name because your, your name is worth more than any amount of money you may ever own or earn. And so it is when we protect our name, we have a, a good reputation. These men are of good reputation. Secondly, he talked about that they weren't just full of, uh, have a good name and good reputation, but they were full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I want to say this, that of all the qualifications of a man that they may have in order to serve as deacon, in my opinion, and it's just an opinion, this is by far one of the single most important qualifications. A man that seeks to live under the guidance and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, you say, no, wait a minute, Tommy. I, we're going to see in just a moment that they were primarily being, being chosen so they could wait tables, so they could distribute food, so that they could serve physical needs. Why is it that this was such an important uh, 
part of their character, that they're full of the Holy Spirit. The reason is because the tables that they're waiting and the people that they're serving is the body of Christ. It's not just any organization. It's not just uh, any group of people, but it is the body of Christ. Deacons are called to be servants of the body of Christ. That is the bride of Christ. Now, now here's the thing. You, those of you that are married, you understand what I'm talking about here. If it's your wife that is being, whose need needs to be met, uh, whether it's w- whatever that need may be, you want the very best there is to be meeting that need. If you're, if they're going to go to a doctor, if your wife is, is having uh, physical issues and needs a doctor, you want the best doctor to see your wife because that's your bride. I want us to understand this is the bride of Christ. We're not just serving any or, or every organization. We are serving the bride of Christ. So they're to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I would say to our deacons, whether you are active or inactive, that should be uh, something that we strive for every day. It's to be filled with the Spirit, to be led and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. Because He's going to reveal things to you that you will not know any other way. He'll show you needs that you may never hear anyone speak of. He'll, he'll show you an opportunity to serve when no one points it out to you. He'll show you the needs that need to be taken care of. So it's a person of good report, a person filled with the Holy Spirit. And then there's wisdom. Wisdom uh, is, is one of those unique things that the only way we gain wisdom is by making mistakes. Did you know that? I've told people a lot of times before, they've asked me, do you know how to do this? And I'll tell them, no, but I can tell you how not to. I, I, can, I, know, I know how not to do a lot of things because I tried it and I couldn't do it. I, I failed at it. But let me tell you what I learned. I learned how to do it well or how to do it right. Or I learned how to find someone who could do it well. That's wisdom. Wisdom comes with experience. Wisdom comes with being willing to, to accept failures but also learn from those failures. And to be able to, to, to take what has, has happened in your life and allow the Holy Spirit of God to use it in a, in a meaningful way to make a difference in His body, the church of, of Christ. And so that wisdom is very important because sometimes it's not always what you do, but how you do it. It's not always what you say, but how you say it. It's not always what is done, but sometimes it's what's not done. That's the difference that wisdom will make in a man's life. So we see here that the character of the men that are to be chosen as deacon, as it was originally designed and set up by Christ in the New Testament church, is that these were to be men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit, and of wisdom. That's their character. But what is the charge that they're given? What is the duties that they're given? 
Interestingly enough, it was in the very beginning, we see that there was an issue in the church. There was one set of widows that were being, their needs were being met, while another set of widows whose needs were not being met. And so there was a an issue within the church. It was a growing pain, let's call it. And something needed to be done. It was requiring, uh, it required time and energy and attention. And so this is what these first men were tasked with. They were tasked with uh, ministering to the physical needs of the body of Christ. You say, well, there's, what's so special about waiting tables? What's so special about distributing food? What's so special about that? Again, I call your attention to, to whom they are ministering to. They're ministering to the body of Christ. They're ministering to a person in need within the body of Christ. We have been blessed down through the years that I have had the opportunity of being with you and serving with you. We have been blessed to have some amazing men who have served as deacons in our church. And not and listen, long before I ever came a, became a part of First Baptist Church of Locust, there were many of you who uh, are amazing men who served in this capacity. This is a calling upon someone's life it's not about just whether you're able to do it or not it's not even about whether you're just willing to do it or not it's about are you being called to do this or not because it is a place of service it's a place of spiritual leadership as these men begin to distribute the food to these widows and As they began to meet the physical needs of the people who were part of this first New Testament church, they often had the opportunity to also speak to the spiritual needs of those who were part of that body. Many times, the men who call themselves deacons in our church, they may go simply to visit someone in the hospital to meet a physical need to let them know that they're loved and they're cared for. But often, in, even in the context of that visit, they find themselves meeting a spiritual need as they bow their heads and they pray with and they pray for the person who is experiencing the problem. We broke our new guys in tough this, this week. First week as deacons and We've had two uh, people within our church who we love and care for who have gone on to be with the Lord in this very first week. And so already in the very first week of their time of service, they're receiving information from me about individuals, families that need prayer, families that need to be checked on and to be, uh, and, and to be ministered to. That is the, the charge of a deacon is to be a spiritual servant, not just of the physical needs, but also the spiritual needs. And I've often said and still believe that it is the, it is the purpose of a deacon to be an example to the rest of the church. That if there's any man in the church that wants to know or needs to have an example of a godly man to follow, that they can look to any one of their deacons and know 
that that's a man whose example I can follow. I can follow his example because he is a man of good reputation, full of the Spirit, and of wisdom. And he, is, he, he will only be able to lead me in the right way if I follow his example. Being a deacon is an important calling. We have three men that you have selected as a church to serve as deacons for the next three years, who all three, this is their very first opportunity to serve in this capacity. Now, I will tell you that for some of the three, this is not the first time they've been invited to be a deacon. It's just the first time maybe they have felt led and called to be a deacon. And I appreciate that. As we met with these three men, we talked about the importance of calling the importance of knowing that you are called to this task. And so at this time, I, I want to invite, uh, and, and I'm just doing this in alphabetical order so I don't forget their names. How's that? You don't get nervous and forget stuff, do you? I do. Uh, so I'm going to invite uh, Mr. Kevin Allman and Mr. Brandon Elkins and Mr. Jay Hartzell, if they will, uh, to join me up here on the platform for just a moment. Uh, as we take a moment to, uh, there's some questions that I want to charge these men with, and then I will also uh, have a question that I will charge you, the church, with as well. I'm going to let you come over here, brother, so I can look in one direction, okay? That good? Uh, and for those of you that may not be aware, this is Mr. Brandon Elkins, this is Mr. Kevin Allman, and this is Mr. Jay Hartzell. And you chose well in choosing your three men. So to you guys, I have a, a couple of questions that I would like to ask you. If it is your intent to uh, do these things, and I ask you just to answer in the affirmative, I do. Do you believe that you have truly been called by God to fill the office of deacon? Do you promise with God's help to fulfill the biblical responsibilities as a deacon of First Baptist Church of Locust? And do you promise to seek God's wisdom as you minister to the families and to the members that are this church? And do you promise to seek to grow in your personal spiritual maturity as you fulfill this office of deacon? Now, to the church, I, I ask this question to you, and if it is your desire, then I ask you as a church to answer, we will. Church, you have chosen these men to serve as a deacon for the coming three-year term. Do you, church, promise to pray for them, to pray for their families, and to support them as they serve in the capacity of deacon? If that's your desire, please answer, we will. All right, so we've had an affirmation from the men that they have been called. We've had an affirmation from the church that they uh, encourage you, support you, and will pray for you. So at this time, I'm going to ask you guys just to choose a chair. Uh, any one of the three is fine. You don't have to sit in alphabetical order. We'll remember your names once I, uh, once I get the paperwork together. But I'll let you three guys go ahead and, uh, and, and grab a seat. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to invite all of our men who are, uh, who are ordained in our congregation, if they will, just to, if they would like to participate in the laying on of hands, if you'll make your way around this side of the church along this wall, uh, we'll form a line and then we'll come by and pray for these men. We're going to allow these men to sit in these chairs simply because if you kneel for as long as they're going to have to kneel in these next few moments, you probably are going to hurt when you get up. So guys, I'll let you have a seat. All of our ordained men who would like to participate in the laying on of hands, if you will, uh, just form a line on this side of the church against this wall, and uh, we'll take a, an opportunity and, and have an opportunity to, uh, to pray over them. This is all of our men who are ordained. It doesn't matter whether you're a member of our church or not. That's not uh, relevant at this point. These are men who uh, have been ordained and would like to participate. We invite you to come.
I want to say thank you to all the men who participated on participated in the laying on of hands and praying over these gentlemen. So guys, I'm going to ask you to stand for just a moment. And um, we have uh, just something to kind of commemorate today with. Uh, it's a certificate of ordination, and the certificate of ordination says that it's presented to you uh, because you have been one chosen, of, uh, found of good report, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and capable of using the office well, and that you are set apart publicly to the office and the work of deacon by First Baptist Church of Locust, North Carolina, on the 8th day of January 2023. So this is for Mr. Kevin Allman. Mr. Jay Hartzell and Mr. Brandon Elkins. These these are your new deacons for the coming years. If you would, let them know that you appreciate them and love them. All right, fellas, we're getting ready to put you to work. So y'all can have a seat on the front pew somewhere. And uh, Miss Nancy's going to come and lead us. Uh, in a time of worship. I invite you to please stand as we sing together. Just 
Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is to be in your house to worship your holy name this morning. What a special day it is. As we rejoice in your name, Lord, let us remind it that we're thankful for the air in our lungs and the blood in our veins and the freedom to be in your house worshiping your name. God, I ask that you bless our tithe and offerings this morning. In his holy name, amen. In just a moment, we're going to enjoy a time of celebration of the Lord's table together. Uh, and as we prepare to do that, it's important that we prepare our hearts for what we are about to do. Uh, you see, there's, it's, this, this is so much more than just taking a, a piece of bread or, or drinking a, a small cup of juice. This is the body of Christ celebrating and observing uh, the the power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, waiting with great anticipation for his return. And so it is important that we prepare our hearts and our minds for what we're going to be doing in just a moment. Uh, do If we have any of other of our active deacons that are not up front, we're going to ask you guys to go ahead and make your way up front. Uh, and in just a moment, uh, we're going to stand, we're going to sing, and after that, we'll uh, celebrate communion. And the way we're going to be doing that, just so that uh, you are aware, is that we're going to ask everyone on this side of our congregation to, to uh, come around by this wall and around to receive the elements. We're going to ask everyone on this side to come along this wall and around this side to receive the elements. Uh, we'll have uh, men, your deacons, standing up front. They'll have the fresh elements, the bread and the cups on both sides. If you are, uh, if you are uh, wishing to use the prepackaged elements, we have those for you for your convenience because we know that there are many who are still concerned uh, about the spread of COVID and things of that nature, uh, cold and flus and things. Uh, we'll have that, and it will be here in the middle. And so as you come around and you receive uh, your bread and your cup and, or, or the prepackaged elements, you'll make your way back to your seat, and then we will uh, move forward in, in uh, celebrating with those together. Uh, so in just a moment, as we stand, uh, we're going to sing, and then we will move into our time of communion. I want to take just a moment as Nancy's coming up to, to pray as we prepare our hearts to receive the Lord's table. Lord, we just ask you now that as we uh, come to this, uh, this very sacred time in the life of the body of Christ, when we take of communion together, Lord, that it will impact our lives on the very meaning of what we're doing. That, Lord, this will be so much more than just a, uh, a religious ritual or a religious act, but that it will impact our hearts and souls, Lord, as we remember uh, the cost of our salvation and the love that and grace that brought you down, Lord, to, to pay that ultimate price so that we could know you personally. And Lord, as we take of these elements in just a moment, may our hearts be prepared. May our hearts be clean before you. Uh, in these moments, Lord, as we sing, I pray that you would bring to mind anything in our lives that, uh, that is displeasing to you, that we may confess them before you. 
before we celebrate this time together. Lord, as we sing, renew our hearts is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. Yes, let's welcome together the Holy Spirit as we enter this time of remembrance and celebration.
singing, you may be seated. ask our deacons, if they will, to take their places up front, and um, as we prepare to distribute the um, Lord's Supper elements, I also want to invite you, if you will, to go ahead and rise from your seat, make your way to your respective sides, and uh, we'll make our way around here in just a moment. All right, if you will, go ahead and you can begin receiving your elements and then make your way back to your seat.
those of you that are using the prepackaged elements, if you'll pull back that very first covering, uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, expose the wafer that you need. You can take that at this time. You know, the Bible says that on the night that Jesus was to be betrayed, that he desired to have that final meal with his disciples, which was the Passover meal. We know that. And it was because that meal represented something so much more than just a, a celebration of a historical feast or a historical uh, holy day. He understood that as he broke the bread, he, he wanted them to know that this represents my body that's going to be broken just for you. And as he broke that bread and he gave it to each one to take and eat, he wanted them to know the significance of the act that they were partaking in. So today we're going to eat of this bread knowing that what it represents is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken so that you and I could be made whole. And by our stripes, by his stripes, we are healed. So take a knee. Usually the cup during the time of the Passover, represented the blood of that spotless lamb that had to be slain during the time of the the Exodus and the Passover that we read about in the book of Exodus. That blood had to be the blood of a, of a, a pure lamb. And it had to be, it had to be displayed placed upon the mantle, the, excuse me, the doorpost of the, of the home. Because what it represented was that that home, that all who dwelled within that house was covered by the sacrifice of that blood and that they were protected from the wrath of God that was to come that night. As Jesus poured the cup during that final meal that he had with his disciples, he said to them, this is my blood. Again, the blood of a spotless lamb. Again, the blood of purity. And the blood that was going to be poured out so that our sins could be forgiven. So that you and I could escape the wrath of God that was to come against sin. And so as he poured that cup and he told them to drink, he wanted to remind them that this blood is the blood that sets us free, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness and makes us right with God. So believer, today you can take and drink. What a special time it is for the body of Christ to be able to pause for those few moments and to remember the broken body and the spilt blood and the precious, um, the precious salvation that it brings to each of us. We're going to have a word of prayer, then we're going to stand and be dismissed in a song. So I'll pray for us, and then in, uh, Nancy's going to come and lead us in worship.
uh, with a song, and then that will be the closing of our time together today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming celebrating with these men today and their ordination. And thank you for celebrating uh, the ordinance of communion with us this morning. Let's all stand together as we pray. Our Father and our God, again, thank you for this day. Thank you for these things that we have been able to participate in as we have partaken of the body and the blood, your body that was broken on our behalf so that through your brokenness we could be made whole. We thank you for the cup that we have drank together uh, that signifies the pouring out of your blood that washes us clean and sets us free, makes us right with a holy God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what these things mean to us. And we wait now with great anticipation for the day of your return, that, Lord, once again, that when we take of this table together in the glory of heaven, that we will be in the presence of the Lamb that was given on our behalf. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
wonderful week.